we written down? How many? How many? Now, let's be sure we wrote some things down. On this side, what is number one? If you wrote anything down. Number one is what? Okay, let's try this side. What is number two? Not so many wrote on this side. What is number two? Keep the Passover. Number three, what do we have on this side? Lord? Not this side, this side. What did you write, number three? Don't what? Okay, now it's your turn. Number four? Receive angelic what? Okay, everybody, what's number five? Worship before the word. So number one, circumcise your heart. Number two, keep the Passover. Number three, don't expect the manna. Number four, receive angelic instructions. And number five is what? Worship before the king. Now, worship before the ark. Now, Joshua chapter 6 tells us the story of the fall of Jericho. If you're around on Wednesday, the reading of this book will not be strange to you. Joshua chapter 6 explains the fall of Jericho. I'm not so sure anybody here doesn't know the story of the walls of Jericho. The Bible says the gate of Jericho was securely shut up. Nobody could go in, nobody could go out because of who? The children of Israel. So Joshua chapter 6 is not a news unto us. We know the story very well. The children of Israel marched around it and the walls did what? The walls came down. But we're going to look at quickly five events that took place before the fall of Jericho. We are going to bring down walls. If the walls don't come down, if we're going to bring down gates. If the gates don't come down, the walls will do what? The walls will come down. And when the walls come down, the gates can't stand. And when you go through, if you read carefully, the Bible says, when the walls come down, every man to himself must walk through it. And this is grace assembly. We're not going to walk through those gates. We're not going to walk through those walls alone. We're going to walk through those walls together. Everyone in this room in the name of Jesus. So we're going to look at Joshua chapter 5. And you're going to see these five events that took place before the fall of the wall of Jericho. Because when gates open, you're going to come to a situation where you have to face gates by yourself. And if you understand these five things that happened, which God made the children of Israel experience before the fall of the walls of Jericho and its gates and its doors, then you'll be able to replicate it when you meet any gate in your life. If you understand, I've read the story of giants. The Bible says when David killed Goliath, it was the first giant that defiled Israel. After that, no other giant could stand before Israel. Everyone that stood before Israel, no, no Israelites were afraid of them because the first giant was brought down. My prayer is, as we bring down this gate, afterwards, any gate or door that shuts itself against us, God will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Now, let's read Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5, verse 2. Now, the first thing we're talking about says what? Circumcise your what? Your heart. Now, let's read Joshua chapter 5, verse 2. This is what the scripture said. As the children of Israel were sitting and waiting for the fall of the wall of Jericho, God said unto Joshua, and at the time the Lord said unto Joshua, he said, make flint knives for what? For yourselves. And circumcise the children of Israel, what? Again, the second, what? The second time. 
Now they were waiting for the gate to fall. But there were instructions that was coming before the fall of that gate. Five events we're going to look at. The Bible says, circumcise the children of Israel the second time. And if you read between verse 2 all the way to verse 7, God explained why he needed to circumcise the children of Israel. For 40 years, they've been walking through the wilderness. And every man that walked through the wilderness that left Egypt was not surviving at the verge of taking up Canaan. So everyone you had before then, at that point where Jericho was going to fall, they were all born in the wilderness. None of them were circumcised. And God said, I'm about to bring down the gates of Jericho, but you are not circumcised. Now, you're not going to understand it unless we walk back a little to history where you understand why circumcision was very key in that point. Tell your neighbor, let's go back to history. Say it as if you mean it at least. Even if you don't mean it, pretend as if you mean it. Let's go back to history. Genesis chapter 17, we're going to read from verse 9 to 11. Now you will understand why God told them to circumcise themselves. At this point, he's telling us, in other words, circumcise your heart. Now when God made the promise to Abraham, he made the promise to Abraham that he was going to bless Abraham. And when God had made that promise, the Bible says he decided to covenant that promise. When he covenanted the promise, then he had to put a sign on that promise. Genesis 17 verse 9. If you read carefully, the God and God said unto Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you, you and your descendants, after you throughout the generations. Next verse. Verse 10 says, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and who? You and your descendants after you. Every male child you shall be what? Shall be circumcised. Verse 11. 11 then says, And you shall be circumcised in the foreskin of, of your flesh. Now I want us to read the next thing he says. And it shall be a what? A sign. It shall be a sign of the covenant. Whilst waiting for the gate to come down, God is saying, Go back to the sign of the covenant. The sign of the covenant will remind you of what the Lord said before now. So you are before a gate and we are fretting. Will this gate open? God is saying, take a time out. Stop struggling on how to open the gate. The gate is supposed to open on its own accord. Whilst waiting, take a time and go back to the sign that God gave you in the beginning. The words that the Lord spoke in the beginning concerning the situation you are. If we take a time out and go back to what God said according to Grace Assembly in the beginning of the year. It's a way of circumcising our heart again. So let's take our time and go back to January 1st. What was the word of the Lord for Grace Assembly in the beginning? He says this year shall be what year? The Ebenezer year. Is the year God is going to help you. So when you are fretting, will the gate open? God is saying, circumcise your heart. Go back to the thing I said in the beginning. When you go back to that word, then you will understand that he initially said he was going to help you. That is why the gate is not going to open because of you. It's going to open by his own word, accord. When you circumcise your heart, God is saying, go back to the things that I said before now. 
What were the things that God said before now? He's going to be Jehovah, your helper. Pastor, this gate of my marriage is so hard. I can't do it alone. God is saying, go back to what I said. And what did God say? I'm going to what? Help you. You are not going to open the gate by yourself. It's going to open by itself. It's a year of the help of God. So every struggle you get to, if it looks so difficult, go back to what God said. The sign was what God said. God was saying, I said I will help you. And he's leaving a marker on you. That marker is a mark of circumcision. So what is God saying concerning your situation? We are usually so blinded by the battle, we don't take time back to do what? To circumcise. The circumcision is talking about you going back to what God said. When you take the time back to say, what did God say concerning this year? God said, he's going to be to us, Jehovah was Ebenezer, the God our what? our helper. Did Peter open any of the gates by himself? Did Peter open any of the gates by himself? God said, the Bible says, and all the gates opened on their what? on their own accord. This morning, gates will open for you in the name of Jesus. Circumcise your heart. It's time for us to go back to what God said. You are believing God for one thing or the other, and our hearts are heavy. God is saying, don't worry. I know the gates are before you, but try and go back to what I said. Meditate on what I said. If I said it, I'm going to do what? I am going to what? Perform it. Turn to one person, just one person, and tell him, circumcise your heart. Say to the person again, one person alone, circumcise your heart. Number two, what was the second thing we had? Keep the what? Keep the what? Number two, keep the Passover. Joshua chapter 5, verse 10. Now, when God had made them to circumcise their heart, in other words, God was telling them, you did not see me when I parted the Red Sea. If you did see me when I parted the Red Sea, the walls would be nothing to you. So all those children, none of them saw the parting of the Red Sea. They were not born. None of them saw when God delivered them from Egypt. They were not born. So when they saw walls, they were, they were afraid. One person, turn to one person and say, circumcise your heart. Number two, keep the Passover. Joshua chapter 5 verse 10. After they have circumcised their heart, God gave them another eventful instruction. 5 verse 10. Now, listen to what God says. He said, now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal, and they kept the Passover on what day of the month? On the 14th day of the month. What did they keep? Am I alone in church? What did they keep? So they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month. The question you ask yourself, why did God tell them to keep the Passover? Let's go back to history. Turn to your neighbor again. Say, let's go back to history. If you didn't hear, say somebody else, let's go back to history. Exodus chapter 12, verse 11. If you know why, you will know why you do some things. Exodus chapter 12, verse 11. Now let's listen, let's read carefully to what God said. I want you to be very attentive to this. And this was about the time they were, uh, were almost leaving Egypt. And God gave them instruction. He said, pack your bags, pack everything in a hurry. And they held everything they had. When they took the first Passover, they were carrying their bags in their hands. And the Lord said, you shall, you shall eat 
with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your what? In your hand. The staff is like saying, hold your khaki while eating. Because you are about to leave this gate called Egypt. And it says, so you shall eat it in a haste. It is called the Lord's word, Passover. Go to verse 14. Verse 14 now explains why God told them to eat the Passover. He says, so this day shall be to you a what? A memorial. So the Passover is a what? The circumcision was a what? A sign. And the Passover was what? A memorial. And you shall keep the feast of the Passover throughout your what? Generations. Now, there is a generation that was about to bring down Jericho. They did not know how to bring down Jericho. They have not seen the great works of God. And so God was telling them, you these children, you've not seen my works. Go back and eat the Passover. Keep the Passover. When the children of Israel take the Passover, in other words, what they were doing was going back to remind themselves the great things the Lord had done before now. So if you have a gate before you that you are wondering, can God open this gate? God is saying this morning, keep the Passover. When you keep the Passover, then what you do? Go and write down the great works I have done before now. If there is a Jericho before you, keep the Passover. Then you will know that God opened the waters, that God delivered us from Egypt, that God opened Jordan, and all the miracles will come back to you. And then you will have the assurance that God can do what God is about to what to do. Praise the Lord. So, if you've ever seen the parting of the Red Sea, will Jericho really make sense to you? No. You see, when we think of what God has not done, God, I'm in trouble. There's a gate against my children. I don't know what to do concerning this child. Then God is saying, take the Passover. When you take the Passover, take time out to write what I had done before now. The same child that you are worried about is the same child the doctors told you will never live. Or the same child at the operating table almost died. But God saved the child and God did what saved you as the mother. If God could have delivered you then, what is raising a child that he cannot do? So when God said keep the Passover, he's saying go back and rethink of the things I've done. Is it not the same God that have kept us this far? What was the last miracle did for you? Can anybody remember? The last miracle did for you. You can't remember because you are thinking of the biggest things. The last miracle God has done for you is the next breath that you have just taken. Praise the Lord. So if this God tells you, take the Passover, he's saying, go back as you are cooking. Be, be remembering the great things I've done. As you are driving, recall the times he delivered you from those accidents. As you are doing those business transactions, recall the time that he delivered you from a great mess. If God tells you to take the Passover, he's in other words saying, I know you have gates, but don't little that gate that you have because you have forgotten so soon the miracles of yesterday. Psalms chapter 77 verse 10. The psalmist put it in a very nice way. He says, and the psalmist says, and I said, 
this is my anguish. I know there is a gate before me. But whilst I wait for this gate, I will take the Passover. How does he do it? He says, but I will remember the years of the right hand of who? Of the Most High God. Next verse, he says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of your hands. It's not like us. Usually when God is about to, is yet to do a thing, I start blaming God. You and I start blaming God. But God is saying, take time, take the Passover. When you take the Passover, you will know that the Lord who did it before can do it and will do it again in Jesus' name. Turn to two people this time. This is number two. Tell them, keep the Passover. Two. Two people, keep the Passover. Only two people. Let's go back to Joshua as we take number three. Number three is very interesting. You're going to see why. Number three says, don't don't what? Don't expect the what? The manner. Number three. The third event that happened, Joshua chapter 5, let's go to verse 11. This event happened before the fall of the gate. When you get to any gate afterwards, just try and go through all this whilst waiting. And every gate, the Bible says, shall come down in the name of Jesus. Number three says what? Don't expect the what? The manner. Now, I want you to look at this very carefully. When God told them to take the Passover, it was the 14th day of the month. On that 14th day, they were recalling the wonders of God. And as they recall all the wonders of God, their hearts were lifted. And on the 15th day of the Lord, they had a foretaste of the miracle of Canaan. Today is the 15th day, so today cannot be more blessed than you are here today. Amen. So the scripture says, on the very next day, let's read, and they ate the produce of the land the day afterwards, Passover, unleavened bread and pitched grain on the same day. Now go to the next verse, verse 12. This is what the Bible says. And the Lord says, and the manna ceased on the day they had eaten of the produce of the land. Whilst you are waiting for the great miracle of your gates, there are events that will happen that will look as if God has left you. But it is an indication that you are closer to the gate and the promised land than you've ever been before. I'm going to show you. If we need to go back to history, you'll go back to Exodus chapter 16, verse 4. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, this is why God told them or why God made them to eat the manna in the first place. Where we are is just the manna side of us. And sometimes we are, if you are not careful, you will think the manna is a blessing. Now this is what happened. The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people. You shall go out and gather it every day. Every what? Every day. Verse 35. Let's look at verse 35. 35 then says, And the children of Israel ate manna for how long? For how long? How many years were they in the wilderness? For how long? The Bible says they ate manna for 40 years until they came to the inhabited land. This inhabited land is talking about the walls or the edge of Jericho. Jericho was not the promised land. Jericho was only blocking them from getting to Canaan. So he says they got to the land and they ate manna until they came to the border of the land of what? Canaan. So for 40 years, what God was providing was manna. The manna was for sustainers before you bring down the walls. Now, just before you get to 
Canaan. The Bible said, according to Joshua, that the manna did what? The manna ceased. If, if there is a prophetic word for you that gates will be opened, and you are believing so well that the gate is about to open, and all of a sudden, all the helps you've been getting before in the form of manna stops, don't fret. You are this close to getting to what? The promised land. The manna was not the food. The Bible says God promised them Canaan. Canaan was the land of what? Milk and honey. So the fact that you'll be eating manna, God is only sustaining you. So if the manna stops, don't complain. Because God is telling you, you are closer to the gate of Canaan than you've ever been before. So if all the helps ends, just know they were all manna before now. God is going to make us to have a foretaste of the miracle in Jesus' name. As I was going through this, I, I remember the story my sister once told me of a family friend who was struggling. She, she, she happens to be a single mother. And so the family member had been helping her. So they sent money, sent everything, and everybody were helping her. And then the story goes that she, she, she started this business and she's making it so well as far as this business is concerned. But when she tells you her story, you will know that she got to the point where the manner of her life stopped. And the Bible, and, and the story goes rather, that it got to a point, she started complaining that the people that were helping her decided they were not helping her anymore. You know, if the manner don't, doesn't stop, you're not going to be pushed further to do what you're supposed to do. I like my landlord. He has been collecting only 300,000 naira. Wells, every other place is collecting 1.5 million naira. That landlord is not doing you a favor. God is only using it as a manner. The day the landlord says, stop. From today, the, the rent is going to be 2 million naira. Don't complain. God is pushing you away. You're not supposed to be paying rent after all. God may be pushing you, stopping the manner so that you get to what? To the promised land. And so the story goes that everybody stopped helping the woman. And really, if help stops in this season that God is telling us gates will be open, you will be easily fret, right? You will fret that, God, what are you saying? The senior pastor said gates will be open. Now the small gates that were open are shutting off. The gates of little help are shutting off. Those help are only manner. So when the manner stop, don't fret. If the Lord, Lord have spoken that he will open the greater gates for you, even if the manna stop, don't fret. Because the manna is the end to start the beginning of the eating of the promised land. You know, usually I love one of my favorite scriptures is 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. And the very first time I got wind of that scripture was Pastor Evelyn Femi Paul. Back then, she read that scripture, and I couldn't have phantom that it could have explained what I have always been looking for. First Peter 5.10, the Bible says, may, but may the God of grace do what? Who, who has called you to eternal glory after you have done what? Suffer a little while. When the manna stops, it will look as if you are suffering. But it says that same God will be able to what? To perfect. We're able to do what? To establish. We'll be able to what? To strengthen. We're able to do what? To settle you. So when the manna stops, God was telling them, this is the end of the manna. If you really want to know better story of the manna, you'll go back to ask a woman called the widow of Zarephath. The Bible says, as long, is it Elisha? I think Elisha. Elisha said, as long as 
the rain, until the rain comes. What was she eating? She was eating from the cruise of oil and the jar. It was just temporal. But when the rain, which was the original blessing, the real blessing came, what happened? The jar of oil stopped. So when things stop in your life, doesn't mean the gates will not be open. It's just an indication that you are closer to Canaan than you've ever been before. Amen. Now, this is number three. Turn to three people and tell them, don't expect any manna. Three people, three people. Don't expect any manna. Three people. Three people. Hope you didn't do more than three people. Praise the Lord. Minister Okewo, did somebody tell you, did you tell Mr. Okewo, it means you've done four people, amen. Because Minister Okewo is a very special personality. He's the kind of person Yoruba people call Okuni Meji Ni One. You know? So he's a, he's, 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 yes, he's two men in one body, amen. If you understand the English. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. The third, the fourth event says what? You've forgotten. The fourth event, what do you have? Receive angelic instruction. Now, if we go through this, you are going to see the similarity between this story and the story of Peter. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. Can you see the sequence of this event? They were not just by chance. This was before Joshua chapter 6. We are so used to the story of the walls coming down. But if they ask you to replicate it, you possibly won't be able to replicate it. But if you go through this, your heart will be strengthened. God had to strengthen the heart of the children of Israel before they go to the battle of Jericho. So we have to strengthen our heart and keep believing in what God said in the beginning. This is the year of help. You are not expected to open the gate after all. Number four says what? Receive angelic what? Instruction. Joshua 5.13. Now, whilst the children of Israel was, were waiting for the, the battle of Jericho, the Bible says, and Joshua lifted up his eyes, and he saw a man afar off, and the man had a sword drawn out. And Joshua walked up to the man, possibly also having a sword drawn out because he, does, he did not know who the person was. And he asked and said to the man, who are you? Are you for us or are you against us? Are you for us or are you for the adversaries? What did the man say in verse 14? The man stood up and he did not even fret. He looked at Joshua. He said, if only you know who I am. He says, I'm not a man. I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Don't. So when we despise people because of who they are, there may have been angels sent on assignments to take you out of where you are. God said to him, you need to wait. It's not about opening the gate by yourself. This battle is of the Lord. It is not yours. So the earlier you identify your angels and listen to words of the angels, the better for you. The man said, I am the army of the command. I am the commander of the army of the Lord. In other words, God had already sent angels to fight on their behalf. God has sent angels for Peter. God has sent angels to bring down the walls. And you know, last Sunday when Pastor was, was, was reading Revelations chapter 3, Revelation chapter 3 verse 7, I'm going to come to that. And when he met the angel, hold on to Joshua, 
He said when Joshua discovered that this man is not an ordinary man, he's the angel of the Lord, he was quick to know what angels do. Angels bring good news, angels bring instructions, and angels fight battle. So the Bible says, and Joshua fell, knelt on his knees and asked the angel, verse 14, what does the Lord say to the servants? Don't go to this battle alone. Yesterday, when the pastor, when senior pastor posted the video clip, I had to go back again because there was a part I missed. And one of those was, if you, how many of us saw the video? How many of us saw the video? The video was even interpret, interpreted in writing. So if you are not good at listening, at least you will do what you will read what was written. And one of the things he said, don't appear before the gates was alone. If you go back to the video, the senior pastor says, when you get to, don't ever try to go to that battle alone. This battle we are talking about, these gates, they are heavier than you think. Don't ever go to the battle world alone. Ask what God is saying per time. And Joshua said, what does the Lord say at this point? And he had to go to Joshua chapter 6 verse 2 before we understood the words of the angel. Joshua chapter 6 verse 2, this was the words of the angel. And the Lord through the angel said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. I have given the kings into your hands. I have given the men of valor into your hands. And in Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. Now, when, a little confession here. When Pastor read this thing last week, he explained it one way that I've never heard it before. So I wrote it down the way I usually will. When I got home, I decided to see what, what, whether what he said was correct or not. Amen. I do it a lot. And ever since I've been doing it, I've not seen the one that he said wrongly. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So he said, in, Joshua, in Revelation 3, verse 7, watch what was written. Revelation 3. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. When you read Revelation, you are easily tempted to think that these were revelational. That all angels they were talking about were winged angels. When he was explaining last week, he said the angel doesn't really... In angel in this scripture, he was talking about the pastor of that church. If you read before now, there were seven churches. He was talking through the pastors of that church. So the question is, in this season where we are, what has God told you through the pastor of this church? Don't go to another church. This was the angel in Philadelphia. This is the angel of Grace Assembly. In this season, what has God said through that angel? It is the words that you must take to heart. And in this season, the angel of this church is telling us that gates are being opened. You need to get to the gates first because the gates will be open. And when you get to those gates and the gates are broken, you have to walk through them. God will grant us grace in Jesus' name. So you need to understand. And so Joshua received angelic assistance because for the first time he got to know that there were angels of hosts waiting to open the gates. You know there are some gates that can be very heavy. Do you know some gates can be very heavy? So heavy you can't push it. In fact, there is a gate in my office. The gate is very long. And only few cars park there. So when the, the gate men that man the gate, they are selective. You cannot be lepa and be on that gate. Amen. So they always have muzu or muzu as some people will call it. And they have chest. So 
I used to wonder when they say, when a car is coming, the way they run, and then they hold the gates, and all their muzzle will come out. I will say, is it not gates? After all, I have gates in my house. And they will hold the gate like this and put their leg in one part. I don't know what this does, but they just bring something like this, and then they start pushing the gates. I said to myself, is it not gates? Until one day I was at work during the weekends, and then, you know, the security men were not at their post, but very close. So the one that is supposed to be manning the gates was washing. So as I wanted to go out, he wanted to leave what he was doing to open the gate. I told him, don't worry, is it not gates? I said, no, no, don't worry, keep washing. So I tried to open the, as I was pulling, the gate was pulling me. So, so that I would not fall my own hand. The guys, should I come? I said, oh, no worry, don't worry, I'm fine. I've got, so I tried to pull the gate. The more I was pulling the gate, the gate was pulling me. So I did not want to, to prove that I was a man. So I told him, don't worry, I'm going to open the gate. So I remember the way they opened the gate, that they keep their leg like this. And then they do like this. So as I was drawing the gate, I said, okay, maybe they put the padlock. So I went to check if there's, I didn't say see padlock. I said, I must be a man today. If opening this gate will prove my man, manliness, it must prove it today. So I told him, don't worry, I'll open the gate. So he told me, push it. I said, oh, of course, I'll, you don't worry. I'm not in a hurry. When I'm ready, I'll push. So when it dawned on me that this gate, there are gates and there are what? There are gates. So I now recall how they used to put their legs. So me too, I put their leg like this. I put the other one. I pushed, it still did not open. And I remember they used to do something like this. So when I did it, the gate was just opening. By the time I looked back and I was sweating, it had only opened one small thing. I said, me, push this gate alone. The small corner that I saw, I just entered small. As I went out, amen. As I managed to just squeeze myself out, I told the guy, close your gate. I am done. Only if I had an angel with me at that point. Praise the Lord. That's number four. Turn to four people. Tell them, receive angelic instructions. Receive angelic instructions. Receive angelic instructions. Praise the Lord. An angel have just whispered to me. Revelation 3 verse 7. Okay, multimedia, can you help us with the living Bible? Revelation 3 verse 7, the Living Bible. Now, this is what the Living Bible says. It says, write this letter to the leader of the church in where? So, this angel God was talking about wasn't necessarily winged angels. And that is why the Bible says in Hebrews, I think, chapter 13 verse 1. Hebrews 13 verse 1. Now, if you understand angels may be in human forms, then you are able to respect and listen to everybody. Because you may have turned away your angels unawares. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1, he says, show love to everybody. To how many people? Everybody. Because you may be showing love to your angels and he will bring the good news. Verse 2 said, this is how a man called Abraham showed love to a stranger unknowingly. If Abraham had shown cruelty to the angels that brought his good news, will he have received the promise of the generation? 
Turn to four people again. Tell them, receive angelic instruction. Number five, as we wrap up. Number five, as we wrap up. Joshua chapter six. Now let's go to Joshua again. Now these were all the five events that happened and this was the last one. Joshua chapter six and verse eight. Joshua chapter six and verse eight. Joshua six verse eight. Now when the people had taken the communion, which was a token of what God told them in the beginning. As we take the, uh, as we take, sorry, as we circumcise our hearts, which is a token of what God said in the beginning, which was that the Lord will be to us this year, Jehovah was Ebenezer. As you have kept the Passover, in case you are doubting where you are now, keep the Passover. Remind yourself of the greater things the Lord had done before now. As you see the manna seeds in your life, don't fret because you are closer as to the to Canaan land than you've ever been. As you receive angelic instruction to do what God has told you to do per time, there is only one thing left separating you from the broken down gate. And that is in your hands to do this morning. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 6 verse 8, as the children of Israel have now understood what it means on how to bring down the gate, the Bible says, and Joshua spoke to the people, now watch this. He said he spoke to the people and said to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets. Now there were seven priests. All they had in their hands were trumpets. And the scripture went ahead and says, and the horns before the Lord, they advanced and blew the trumpets. Now the sequence of things were this way. In front, the Bible says they got men of war. People that were fighting the battle were in front. Immediately after them were the men that carried the trumpet or the ram's horn. Immediately after that were the priests that carried the what? The ark of the Lord. Immediately after that were the what? Were the children of Israel. So this battle you are fighting, you are not in the forefront. There is a man of war in front. There are the priests in front. And it's the presence of the Lord in the form of the ark. And God is saying, you that... You are at the back. Stop looking for how to fight the battle because the battle is of the Lord. There is only one responsibility for you. Worship God before the ark and let the men of war fight the battle for you. So God was telling them, the battle is not yours. Whilst I am fighting, you have one responsibility. Keep serving me. Keep worshiping me. Keep blowing the trumpet. Keep singing my praise. Stop complaining. Just worship me in the fullness of my pleasure. Amen. Minister Okwe posted something last week that I really like. He said, if you are waiting on the Lord, do you, know, do you know what waiters do? What do waiters do? He says, if you are waiting on the Lord, whilst waiting, do what waiters do. And what do waiters do? Serve. Just serve God. Worship him. Whilst you are waiting, don't complain. Do what? Just serve him. Serve him in your worship. Serve him in your work. Serve him in any way you feel good. But just do what? Keep serving and worshiping the Lord. In the next few minutes, we are going to be worshiping the Lord. Forget about the gate. The angels of the army of the Lord are standing firm. All you need to do is to worship before the ark. This is the greatest of all simplest instruction. It may be difficult to praise God whilst your hearts are heavy. But God is saying, take away the heaviness and do what? Praise me. 
there's nothing our complaints will do. Only praise will take and lift away heaviness in our hearts. And so God said to the children of Israel, I have set before you an open door. Walk through it. No man can shut that door. If you have if you want to worship with God with us, why don't you rise to your feet? As you commanded the children of Israel, you are going to rise to your feet and worship God. Forget about the gate. God is fighting our battles. Forget about the door. God is doing the miracle. All you need to do is to walk through the broken gate. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 45, as you close, Isaiah 45, verse 2. We're going to take five minutes to praise and worship God. And don't miss this opportunity. Don't think, don't think about the next neighbor. Isaiah 45, verse 2. The Lord says, I will go before you and make what? All crooked ways straight. And I'll do what? I'll break in the pieces what? The gates of what? The gates of brass. And cut the bars of iron or what? Asunder. And Sister Okeo was praying this morning. She read a scripture that I really liked. And I'll read through it. And then we'll worship God. The earth is the Lord. Psalm 24. And the fullness thereof. The world and those that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas. And he has established it upon the waters. Who may ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Or who can stand in the holy place of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to idols, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of our salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of them that seek him, who seek his face, Lift up your heads, O ye what gate. I said, lift up your heads, O what, O ye gate. And be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, so that the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong in battle. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gate, and ye everlasting doors. And let the king of glory come in. Lift up your hands and lift up every gate upon your heart and let's worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Why don't you lift your hands now? Worship him, worship him, worship him. Oh. Yeah. 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 
Begin to tell the Lord the mountains that are stopping you now. 
The ones that are stopping you now, begin to thank the Lord because they are broken. Begin to thank the Lord because they are broken. Every wall of Jericho stopping you from accessing your Canaan. Thank the Lord because they are broken now. The Bible says, I have set before you an open door that no man can shut. Walk through that door. Walk through that gate. Walk through that city. The Lord has given unto us every city and every gate that have held us down before now. Just begin to tell the Lord. In one minute, begin to thank him because those gates are broken. Forget about the battles that are before you. The Lord that did it in the past is still here to break down gates. And those gates are broken in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord in heaven, we thank you this morning. And we declare that every wall of Jericho, anything that has been standing before us, stopping us from accessing our Canaan, Lord, the same way Jericho fell down flat, Lord, we ask that this gate will fall down on their own accord in the name of Jesus. Every wall of disappointment that have stood against us, we ask, O oh Lord, that they shall be broken down in the name of Jesus. Every whispering from the enemy saying you cannot walk through that gate, you cannot walk through that door, such voices shall be shut up in the name of Jesus. Only the voice of the angel of the church which the Lord has set before us, that alone shall we hear. And that voice is saying, there is a door open unto you, there is a gate open unto you. Give us a grace to walk through in the name of Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, because today is a blessed day. Today is a new day. Today is a start of a better thing. Give God praise in the house this morning. I say, give God praise in the house this morning. Have you been?